Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. This podcast is dedicated to anybody who is currently milking their cows. Thank you very much. On with the show. Welcome to ABW Live. It's West Ham away. And we're celebrating a victory, which, let's be fair, okay? We didn't, not many people recall that. Um, Right, before we get to our guests, let's see who's in the box. Gunner93, Ron Ree, Zoidberg, Phil McHenry, Reese 1237 Julian Salmon, Daniel Cronin, Marco Bricks UK, Lossless is there, MJL, Dublin Gun, um, Formerly Noza, Cornish Gunner, Abhishek Kachala, um, bum, 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 and Michael Hahnemann smashes in with a donation already, and he says, that's what happens when we play Martinelli, Pepe, and I'm over in the front three. I love that winning feeling. We're staying up with... We're staying up, we're staying up. <laughs> oh, God help us all. J-Rob has smashed in as well with a donation. And he says, lads, I must go, but get in. I'll watch tomorrow. Oh, J-Rob, you're a star. Michael, you're a star. Thank you very much. Um, oh, what a game. Um, it had a bit of everything, to be fair. Let's get straight into it. My guest tonight, he's back again. It's Rich. It's Cactus Cash. Say hello, Rich. Hello, Rich. <laughs> Had to be done. Had to be done. Damn right it does. How are you, pal? You How, okay? I'm, I'm very good, mate. How are you, Jace? Um, I'm a lot happier than I was uh, 40 minutes ago. A lot no, this, happier. This feels strange. This is what winning feels like, eh? <laughs> it's very, very different, isn't it? You know, we're up to the heavy heights of length now. So you know, bring on the bring on the title charge. Three <laughs> points closer to that magic forty points. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm sorry, I got to mention this guy. Thel Ron's West Ham United Football Club is in the box, and he says you only beat us. <laughs> hey, mate, we ain't been we ain't been great recently. Okay, I'll take beating anyone. Um, then alongside me, I have the one and only. Oh, he's a dirty boy. It's John Welsh. Say hello, John. Hello, John. And I can say all the happy tone in my voice. Oh. First time in like a year, is it? Oh, 10 games and we finally got a win. This is unbelievable. And I'll correct you, Jason. We're up to the heady heights of ninth place in the league now. Not 11th. Wow. We're all the way Bollocks. up to ninth. Bollocks. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I- I don't we've, we, we're on zero goal difference. We're above Palace and Newcastle. I, I, I'm not having it. I just don't believe it. So look, yeah. I don't, I, I don't believe, I seriously don't believe it. Yeah. All um, the way up to ninth. We're, only, we're only seven points off Chelsea. No, we're ninth. No, we're ninth. Seriously. Update your table. Uh, like the, uh, Arsenal.com, pal. What do, what do you expect? Uh, I was going to say Welsh internet, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a go. Don't have a go. Do not have a go, fella. I'm ready for it today. I'm, I've not been in a good mood for a couple of weeks now. So, you know, let's have it right now. Let's get straight to the game. Um, 
lineups. Pepe Martinelli start. Locker on the bench. Chambers at centre back with Socrates and Luis out. And then Hector getting injured in the warm up. John, talk to me. Uh, starting lineup, I really liked. That was obviously when Hector was in the team. I thought, yes, we've got two, our, in theory, two best fullbacks. Um, I thought Chambers deserved a chance of centre-back. I think he's been one of our more consistent players and been playing out of position most of the season. I would have preferred to see Louise over Socrates, but, you know, fair enough. He wanted to keep, a, you know, I guess the better defender in rather than the ball player in the back, in the back line there. Um, midfield two was really happy with. It's exactly what I wanted to see, although we didn't line up exactly the way I wanted when we started the game. But biggest thing I was happy about was Martinelli starting. Kid has been fantastic all season. We've said all along, you know, no one expects expected him to play so well um, this early on. I was expecting under twenty three games, maybe alone in January. He's coming down really great in the cup competitions in Europa League. Definitely worth a start. Um, Abamyang through the middle, which I think is something we should see more often. It's not anything against Lacazette, but I think you look at his form away from home um, and just the fact that it pushes Alba wide. It's just the it's probably our strongest team we could go out with tonight, near enough. Um, so, yeah, was really, really pleased with the lineup. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, uh, I got to be honest, with you, I was, I was happy to see that pace and intent up front. Um, mm. But, Rich, oh my God, I mean, my first note is okay. I know, um, slow builder play, very methodical. Um, but let's be honest, the first half was absolute shite, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It was, it, you know, what's the old adage? It was like two bald guys fighting over a comb. Oh. Um, it was it was so poor. Two very, very, uh, two rubbish teams who have got no confidence. Um, it was it was terrible. Really, really bad. Misplaced passes. No one was really closing down the ball. Even I thought West Ham would come after us. You know, like Tierney looked looked nervous in the first couple of minutes. He gave, gave given away the ball and and then like you know gave away a foul. And I thought, oh no, this isn't this isn't looking good. There was like one good run in like, I think it was like the ninth minute from um, from Pepe. But yeah, I was, I was it was a dire first half, unfortunately. Yeah, it we wasn't. Had, we only had like one. We had like one decent spell of uh, of possession. In like around about the twenty minute mark, but apart from that, it we we did nothing. Uh well on a brighter note, Arian Hadari, aka Julian Nagelsman, has smashed in a donation in his Canuck dollars. I'm not even having a go, German Arian. Forget it, okay? As far would as you, I'm concerned. Would you like to know what he's what he's saying there? He's done a little song. It's a uh, Monsieur Welsh, he wears a magic cat. And when he saw a masterclass, he said, I did that. Or something close to that. That's what Google Translate said anyway. <laughs> Aaron, My German is that not that good. Aaron, you're better than that. You're better than that, Sam. Forget it. Forget it. I'm not doing Thank anything. you, Aaron. I love you. Fuck <laughs> off, Tom. Stop messing about, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, John, you know, let's just go over this. Um, we, you know, we turned over the ball poorly. We looked... God, you know, the only little bit of action he saw was between Snodgrass and um, uh, 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 and Tierney with that sort of 
Scottish little battle on the side, but other than that, it was pretty poor, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, what Rich was saying, I thought West Ham were actually quite smart in that they let us just have the ball at the back because they knew that Chambers and Socrates aren't going to do any damage with the ball, which is why I wanted Louise on because at least he can hit those long diagonals for you know, someone like Aubameyang or Pepe to run into. And then they only close us down when the midfield have it. The big issue for me that went, the big difference you saw in the first half of the second half when we did get the change in when we started playing better was... I don't know why Freddie did it this way, but he had Xhaka on the right of midfield and Torreira on the left, which made absolutely no sense to me. Um, we know how left-footed Xhaka is. That's the side he's always played when he's played in midfield. And then some people will say, well, he's playing centre-mid. Should it really make a big difference? And I think it genuinely does. We just had no control of the ball. You saw how deep Berzel was trying to come and get it. Pepe was at times as well. And basically, if no none of them two or Martinelli came back to get the ball, we just weren't getting forwards. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a struggle to get out of our own half so much in a game against the team. And no offence to the West Ham fan who's in the chat, I think he's already slaughtered his own team who have been so poor this season. You know, uh, also really, really shot of confidence. So um, it was it was just awful. Uh, that is definitely one of the worst first halves of football I've seen, not just from Arsenal, but from both teams. It was really bad. One of the problems, sorry to interrupt, one of the problems that I, I could see that was happening was when when Chambers and Socrates had the ball, Xhaka and Torreira were in straight lines. Mm. So they, they were in line with them. So they, they had no out ball. So they had to keep on going it back to uh, back to each other. You need you needed someone to drop deep or someone to go into the centre to create an angle. They were just they were always completely straight. And it was I was so frustrating. To be fair, we, you know, we've been moaning about movement of this team off the ball for a, you know a long, long time now. And um, we'll come to that in a second. Um, Gunner ninety three has just smashed in the donation. CHF, where's that from? Where are you from, Gunner ninety three? I, I don't know. As B says, the Albalaka partnership is a complete myth. Our only two away wins came when they didn't start together. I'd sell one and get natural wingers. Come on, you gunners. It's a fair shout, mate. It's a fair shout, but um, I think you need to be a strength and depth at the moment, so it's going to be a bit difficult. Um, oh, right. Let's get on to this. Um, it's such a, it was such a dire first half. Um, right, okay, 26 minutes. John, oh, sorry, Rich, I'll stick with you. Um... Tierney injury. Ah, mm. oh, I mean, how unlucky is this kid? Yeah, you could you could see it on his face. He 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 looked gutted. The boy. It was a like I I'm, I I saw someone tweeted something about that. Um, uh, I think it was in the Athletic or something. Like that. They were saying that he was struggling with the so a shoulder injury. Um, so maybe just a flare up of that. I don't know if it popped out and popped back in again. It was just a coming together with uh, was Antonio, wasn't it? And he just, as Antonio went one way, his arm, as he was trying to hold on to him, went the other. And I think it just it just popped out. He's so unlucky. He, he, I feel really badly for the boy because he, he didn't, he looked so short of match fitness kind of thing and match minutes. He, did, he you know, and the only way he's going to get that is by playing, but he's just, he's not getting it. And now I don't know how long he's going to be out with that now for. 
It's going to be long term, but it's, it's going to be long term. And I think I, I'm, I could be wrong, and I'm sure someone in the chat box will correct me, but I think that the long term issue he's had going on is actually been with his left shoulder, and that looked like it was his right. Um, and I think Rich is right in what he said in the first couple of minutes of the game. He looked a bit tentative and a, a, a little bit nervous on the ball. But as the game went on a bit, I thought he got better and was going into, you know, challenges like you were talking about with Snodgrass and they were like full-blooded, you know, 50-50s. And I thought, oh, OK, yeah, he's, he's coming into the game a bit more. And then he gets that. And it's so disappointing because I think, although I don't think we've seen the best of him by any means, I think the little bits and pieces we have seen for him and how he's willing to take on a man, knock the ball past him, go round him and stuff, and go into those meaty sort of tackles, uh, it is really, really good. Um, so I hope that it's nothing too serious and and that he comes back from it. Um, although, to be fair, I didn't actually think Kalasinic was that bad when he came on, which is right. something to say. Unlock of movements, it stems from the whole team ethos, to be honest. Um, quick shout out Gunner 93 is from Switzerland, so thank you, mate. Um, PA Kickers, Kickers 91, you get a shout out because you asked for one, so there you go. Um, but um, um, yeah, my, my <laughs> all the notes in the first half of this is crap, this is crap. Let's go straight to the goal, is it? Um, John, uh, you know, it's a poor corner we give away. Uh, I, I I just we're, we're we're supposed to be marking zonally, but we're not covering the edge of the box. We're not covering um you know the, the whole of the of the, of the of the of the goal. Talk me through it, mate, because it was just it was just horrendous. It was just poor all round. Um, a couple of times we line up from corners. I understand they want to do that zonal thing, and that's fine if you execute it properly. But the problem is we're not. No one's rushing the ball. They don't know when to clear out properly. They didn't clear the ball twice. And then it's just a scramble in the box. And for someone like Xhaka, who is a big bloke, who doesn't normally shy away from things, he kind of sort of half ducks out of it a little bit with Antonio. He doesn't stick his head in where he can get hurt. Uh, Maitland-Niles turns his back. It gets, you know, there's a bit of a little bit of a deflection in there as well. So Leno's got no chance whatsoever. Um and it's just really poor all around. It's just bad organisation and the fact that we have two chances to clear the ball, we don't do it either time and then we concede that goal. I think, in all fairness, as poor as we were, it looked like the only way West Ham were realistically going to score because they were pretty toothless up front. I mean, they got the ball in wide areas and were putting crosses in and stuff, but they weren't exactly dangerous, were they? Um, you know, so it's just the really shit, I think uh, Paddy Power summed it up. The most shit house goal to score in the most shit house game that I've seen all season because it was garbage. It really was. But what annoyed me was, you know, our our, our lackadaisical um, uh, mindset from the start of the game. You know, we were we were tentative. We were scared. We were we you know. There was nothing brave about this at all, Rich, and it was totally summed up in this goal, wasn't it? Um, I'll be back now, lads. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, no, it was um, it, it was pretty awful. I, I thought we we dealt with the initial corner very very well, for the most part. Um, but then that that second ball, we just no one reacted to it. Um, I think there was it was it was a, a, a Bamiang. There was three players around the ball, and mm. they all kind of none of them didn't want to go to the ball, and they all kind of left it for each other. And like Rice nicked in. I just I can't believe Jacker just completely 
like chickened out of the the like the collision with the, if you, even if you're not going to get it put yourself in this you, you might put him off it might make him think twice about yeah. about going in for the header or doing something and it was and it and it wasn't exactly a rocket header so when uh, the maintenance um, nars turned his back to it i was i was absolutely disgusted with it to be fair i was it was so pissed off and jacka did that again later on in the game um, I can't like. I'm sure we'll get to it, kind of thing. But he did it. He did that later on. The same sort of thing. You know, there's a header there to be won, and he pulls out of it and chickens out. And it's, you know, you're more likely to get hurt in doing that yeah. than rather than actually going in for the ball. It just it was it was so it was pathetic. I think that point you make about where the ball drops and there's a couple of players who've got the opportunity to go for it and clear it, and no one does, kind of sums up what's going on at the moment with the team. I know we won and obviously that's the thing we will focus on, but just in sort of the bad points of the game and what's been going on in the last 10 games, it's a lack of responsibility and wanting to take responsibility for things. And almost, uh, well, I'm scared to do this because if I make a mistake, it's all going to go horribly wrong. I think there is a genuine amount of fear in the players at the moment. There's a, at least in that first half, it's very evident that there were some players you didn't want to pass to others, and they were kind of moaning at each other if there was a misplayed pass. It wasn't a come on, let's pick each other up. It was more of a oh, well, this is all going to go wrong because we're just expecting it to fail kind of thing. I, I, look, I've got to be honest with both key. I've seen a lot of um, a lot of hatred towards Jaka tonight on online. I didn't see everybody having a crack at um, Koscielny when he was doing this. And Koscielny pulled out more than a few headers in his time, okay? I've seen certain players absolutely lambasted. And don't get me wrong, Xhaka should have been braver. But I think it was symptomatic of the mindset of this team. Now, we can either carry on picking on certain players, okay? And just, you know, the, let, let the victory all flow. Or we can get over it and get on with it. Because ultimately, Redo, you need Jacker at the moment. You ain't going to pick up a midfield in January. Forget it. It's not happening until a new manager comes in, Redo. Um, you, know, you, you know, I look at that performance. And other than Martinelli, Chambers and, and Leno... And I thought everybody was awful. I thought absolutely. I thought, I thought Pepe was half decent in the first mm. half when he got the ball. I'm he, be honest, he, he carried he, us up the pitch at least. He, he looked like a pawn with a couple of tricks first half. He really did. He, he's another player who looked devoid of confidence. Do you know but what he, I mean? He was at least trying something, is what yeah, I mean. Yeah, he was trying to affect the game. There were loads of people trying. They, they, they weren't great, though. That's just a personal opinion. You can no, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I think I think there was still a few players on that pitch hiding in the first half. Oh, I I, I thought Aubameyang was hiding in plain sight. I got, okay, I thought Torreira and uh, I, I thought Torreira and Jaka. I thought they kept a nice shape between them. They have an understanding, but they weren't really affecting the game. Mm. And as Rich said, you know, the the movement of the ball is really really poor. Yeah. It's really poor, and mm. it's not just Jaka and, and thing. It's all over the park. So, you know, the first half, let's give the stats, okay? Possession. We had 65% possession. We had two shots to their five. 
on target, zero to their two. Corners, two to them, one to us, five fouls each. Um, the one thing I will say, John, or actually, before you go to that, Oscar Arias has just smashed in with the donation, and he's, oh, well, I'm going to tell you what, Oscar, okay? I'm going to ask that in the um, uh, in the questions after the end of the game, okay, pal? Uh, but thank you for that. Much appreciated, buddy. John, uh, let's talk about Cresswell on um, Pepe, please. Yeah. Um, I'm normally the one who jumps to the referee's defence in uh, whenever we do these shows. I have no idea how not only is it not given as a foul, which yeah, just amazing i don't i do not understand it at all there's no booking nothing like if you're not going to give a yellow for that i mean that's ridiculous in the first place but at least give the free kick it's unbelievable I, I don't i don't understand it question um he got the ball i don't care if you get the ball that's complete nonsense. It's intent of the tackle and the way you come in. It's a scissor tackle. It's dangerous. It's reckless. The pay, It's not the pace that he comes in at. It's the angle he comes in at. And the fact he scissor chops him down. Now, look, I saw some people saying it could be a straight red card. Well, it would have been um, Northland and Derby last season. The Tongan sent off for a far, far, far um, mm. more timid challenge than that. Yeah. No, but I just think, I just think the way he completely takes him out there is. I know he gets the ball, but the way he went in, he wasn't going for the ball. He was going for the man. He was going to make sure he completely wiped Pepe out. How, how that is not at least a free kick, I don't understand. Um, maybe, maybe it's not a red. Maybe I'm being a bit soft in my old age or something. But that for me is a yellow card. That for me is a red all day long. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it's a red. And, and- uh, for, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, it's. It's a clear. It's, it's at least a yellow, and the fact it wasn't even given as a free kick is just bizarre. I don't understand it. Absolutely, absolutely. Chris Ladato smashes in the donation, and he says, "Play wingers on the wings. Come on, you goonies. Got a point there, pal. You got a point." Um, oh, it's, it's in the first half, right? Okay, so dear listeners, here we are. It's half time. That was a bag of wank, that first half. It really was bad. It really was bad. Um, I don't know how many we got. <sighs> 279 of you watching right now, and I got 57 likes. You are West Ham Arsenal first half. You really, really are. That's shite. That's an awful performance. You are the Unai Emery of Arsenal managers. Even Terry Neal's laughing at you lot. Let's start getting those likes up, please. No messing about. Tappy, tappy, let's get going. Because I'm not in the mood for this crap. I'm going to talk about Arsenal goals in a second. That's going to be nice, though. That's really going to be nice. That's really going to cheer me up. But come on, stop embarrassing your families. Stop embarrassing your, parent, your, your parents. When your kids are older, they, they will shun you. They'll act like you've got chlamydia. And they, when you ask them, why are you shunning me, your children will turn around and say, you didn't tap the like button. You didn't tap for the Welshman. Tappy, tappy. Let's get going. Come on, people. Um, 130 tonight, please. Let's go. On a more serious note, uh, Danny released uh, our tribute pod to the Lord Hillwood. 
over the weekend. Um, yeah, it's there. Uh, Clarka Pultost, you are forgiven. Thank you for my tap. Um, yeah, it, it's there. It's it's online. It's it's on iTunes. It's on it's on YouTube. It's on all your your uh, platforms. Um, as you know, we lost our friend uh, on August the fourth, and the fever's got together. We did the first tribute show to him. We will be doing another one of his best bits, and the guys who couldn't make it will put their thoughts in there. Um, it's just our show to show you and Steve what we thought of him. Um, you know, he's sadly missed, never forgotten. Um, another quick shout out to the one and only Dave Gunaholic. Davey boy, get better soon. Come on, pal. You can do it. Missing you, buddy. Um, and onwards to the second half. Rich, um, Cresswell on Pepe again. Mm. I mean, for fuck's sake, the guy's got a gory. Yeah, oh, it was, it was again, just to, he. He was on Pepe all night. He was actually quite smart for most of the game. As soon as the ball was into Pepe's feet, he'd straight into the back of him. He would he would get up close, not allow him any any um, um, any space to turn and stuff like that. Um, which is, I think, one of the reasons why Pepe looked so poor in the first half. Uh, but yeah, he he done him again. It was it was uh, you know it was one of those old school reducers, isn't it? You know, you get a free one kind of thing, and he didn't get booked for the first one. Uh, but it's, I, I think it, it wasn't in that challenge. I think that Cresswell got injured, so fuck him. I think he was hurt before that, and I think he just oh, was he? He knew he was done. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just okay. nailed it before going off. He wasn't going to pick up straight red. Um, unfortunately, I mean, stand the fucking referee in. The, uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't want to swear tonight, but it's really annoying me that as. But yeah, no, you're right. You know, it, it, it was, you know, there's no intent to get the ball, is there? No, he's playing the man. He's, he's, you know, it's, it's, it's. He's not. He's just trying to affect uh, Pepe and stop him from from going forward, and then you know, uh, con consistently hit him so he goes into his shell. Um, and like I said the 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 best thing that happened for us really, I think, was was Cresswell going off um, because. The guy who came was it Masuaku who came on? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It like allowed Pepe space. You know, he he wasn't as aggressive in the challenge for you, so Pepe got free a, a lot more and was allowed to affect the game. Um, but yeah, fuck Cresswell. Yeah, I, I swear. Yeah. I swear sorry, Jason. I, I shouldn't have swore. I apologize. Don't even bit. I've let myself down already today. So who cares? Can I just um, say the most important thing that happened at the start of the second half that Freddie changed at halftime? Not sure if everyone noticed this, and some people will say it's just because I love Granite Xhaka, but he moves Xhaka to the left and Torreya to the right. And woe and behold, all of a sudden we could pass the ball in midfield again and we actually had a connection to the to those front four players. We did start to zip the ball a bit better, but I mean, you know, I I hadn't noticed that. I'll be honest with you, I hadn't noticed it, okay? But I, I just, I just look at it, okay. I just think again, why are we? It's like it's, it's like watching Socrates on the left-hand side, okay. Um, trying to play the ball out. I, I, I mean, I'm no fan of soccer. And to be fair, he wasn't, he wasn't awful tonight. When no, he was, right, yeah. 
he was, you know, he was good tonight. He, no, so he wasn't good. He was decent tonight and defensively. Yeah. But when you try to, when you see him try to move the ball, yeah, it, it's like Fantasia and the a ballerina hippos. It's awful <laughs> to watch. This is this is why one of the reasons why I wanted Luis tonight because he can move the ball obviously with his left foot. Your Chambers is your right footed centre back. It's a nice match up, and he's got a bit of range on his passing as well. If we do get pressured, yeah. Well, I, 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 do I'd you put... think? Do you think Freddie stuck with Socrates, put Socrates in because he expected Haller to play, and he thought maybe he could physically match up a bit better. Mate, I did Haller. think that. I, I, I honestly, for a second, I was about to write on our little WhatsApp group, went, oh, Socrates must be playing because of Andy Carroll and because I totally forgot that he'd gone back to Newcastle however long ago. <laughs> I just keep remembering being in a West Ham shirt and annoying us whenever he used to play. Um, but yeah, that, that might have been why um, why he did it. And to be fair, Antonio, obviously he's very quick, but he's quite a physical player as well. He's so a, He's a big lover. So, so that might have been why he, he did that. But I just think in terms of the way we want to play, because apparently we cannot do the basics in terms of defending. Um, you know, at least Louise can pass out from the back. Yeah. yeah there was a poor pass from Xhaka. Um, there was a great Leno save from Declan Rice. Mm. Uh, to be fair, Leno, once again, you know, saving a bacon, I suppose. Um, but then John, then John, then John. Ooh la la. My favourite new player. Um, Kid wow. has been unbelievable since he's got you. And that was just desserts for his efforts tonight. Um, yep. Class snatched down the left. Great ball in. A perfectly time run into the box and water finish. Talk to me. Yeah, just the, the ball from Kolasinac is really smart because the amount of times we see him get into that position and he, he kind of wastes it, um, you know, or puts it high for our players who aren't particularly good in the air or anything like that. But he perfectly picked out Martinelli. Martinelli turns his run brilliantly. It's really good movement up to that as well to drag some of the West Ham players out of the way. Um, and just a really calm and cool finish. And I mean, just his, his whole game all night, he didn't get on the ball loads, but every time he got it, he was positive. He was running at people. He was trying to get past them. He was trying to make something happen, little give and goes. And his work rate going backwards as well was ridiculous. Absolutely love the kid. I, th I think he's brilliant. And I'm so pleased that he finally got his start because he's absolutely deserved it. And he really, really, really deserved that goal because his work rate alone is superb. Um, I just... I was talking to an old friend from the Football Hipsters podcast of many years ago, if anyone remembers that, um, Joel, our Barcelona fan, and he was saying how impressed he was with Martinelli and, you know, he gets to watch people like Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez all the time and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think he's a really special talent. Um, I hope he gets a longer run in the team. F for me, it just makes sense to play him out wide. You can't play him through the middle yet. We've still got a Bamiyang. Play him out wide, let him work hard, let him earn his place. Um, and this is the front three I'll be going with uh, for most games if, if they're all fit and available, ready to play. But I absolutely love the kid. He, he's abs he's everything as a fan you want to see. All you want to see is effort and work rate. Question. How the hell did Saka get a start over him? I'm getting a bit pissed off, okay? I really am getting a bit pissed off Okay, you see Willock starting after a god awful performance. You see mm. Saka getting a run out 
okay, after not doing anything to earn it, he'd, he'd, he'd come off the boil. Now, I like these kids, okay? They will have their times. They will have their moments and they will develop. But if you're going to pick a team in performance, Martinelli's earned it. Yeah. He's earned it. And he, he, he hasn't been getting a fair shot of the whip, he hasn't. Not by a long jog. No, I, I think, if anything, there's a case of when Freddie first came in, he just went with players that he knew more. And he obviously knows Saka very well. For me personally, I actually think Reese Nelson is probably ahead of Saka in terms of ability and skill at the moment. But again, it's just personal preference thing. And that's not knocking Saka at all. I think he's going to be a great player. I'm really excited to see him develop. Um, But yeah, there's no doubt Martinelli deserves it. Absolutely. Um, And I think on his performance tonight, look, Freddie's not an idiot. You know, I, I think he'll stick with him. The, the, the one thing we do have to understand is that if he's taken out of the game, it's not a knock against him or his performance or anything else. It's because we have so many games in December. I, I, and to be fair, I mean, you know, you, you looked at Willock, Saka, uh, Nelson, all these guys, they, they're going to have long careers. They need to be managed properly at the moment. Yeah. And that's knowing when to not play them. Yeah. As, and as the other thing as well is, You've got to remember that that front three, the majority of the time, most managers, whoever you are at that club, the first three players that pop into your head are going to be Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe. So mm. That's a hard, that's three very difficult players to get past to get in the team. But I just mm. think that the, what, what you saw tonight was the balance was better. Yeah, I, that's a big thing. Gabriel Gamal Kaufman has smashed into the donation. <laughs> three pounds, 33 pence. And he says three points, three goals. Three shots on target. The title's ours. Loving it, Gabriel. Loving it. By the way, quick shout out, Yvonne Okofor. We haven't seen you for a while. Where are you, Yvonne? Missing you, girl. Hope you're well. Um, we then see Ozil Bottle taking a shot. Really annoyed with him on that one. Um, he's in the box. He's got time. He, he passes and we, we screw it up. Not impressed with that. But then, the Pepe goal. Um, Ozil to Aubameyang to Pepe. Rich, talk me through it. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a thing of beauty. It was. Um, it, it, it kind of started even before that. With uh, Torreira drove through the midfield, and it was. It was. It was something that I, you know, you wanted to see. I was. You know, in the first half, especially, and then I would, at one point I shouted at the TV. I was like, "Stop going backwards!" It was so negative, kind of thing. But Torreira, he drove forward. You know, I think he played it into Ozil. Ozil, you know, squared it over into who, Ozil, who I thought up until the, the, the our goal, I thought had a really, really poor game. Um, he looks, but well, I'll come on to that later, kind of thing. Uh, but into Abamyang, lovely little back heel. And again, that thing that uh, Masuaka allowed Pepe space. I think if Cresswell was on the ball, I think maybe he would have got to him quicker. So, I'm, like you say, I'm really, really glad. Just stood him up, dropped a shoulder, stuck it out wide, bent it around the, into, the, uh, uh, into the top bins. It was absolutely beautiful. And it's just, just the thing that he needs. I think it's his... That's his first goal from open play and things like that. And it was just, it was wonderful to see. Like I said, really great goal. Really good to see the uh, all the players happy and, and celebrating with him. And yeah, I, I'm so happy for him. I, I mean, I've got to be honest too. You know, it, it was the finish of a £72 million player. It was great to see. And I chuffed a bit to him because, as John said earlier on, um, 
his work rate, his effort, etc. You know, it dictated that you know he he he's deserved something from what he's done all season. To be fair, and it was nice to see it happen. Um, so fantastic from Pepe. Um, quick couple of shout outs. Matsunasi, he smashed in uh, Matsunasi, who is responsible for the opening credits of the show, smashes in the donation and he says, when Pepe smiles, we all smile. That's right. Then the magnificent Ed Loud smashes in the donation and says, enjoying the show tonight. Um, uh, thanks, great distraction while sitting in hospital. Let's hope Freddie can keep the formula working. Um, come on, you gooners. Uh, much love to Ed and Grandad. Grandad's not very well at the moment, so we are wishing him all the very best. Here's to you, Grandad. Chin up, even though you're middle wall. I still like you. You're all right. <laughs> you're not great, but you're all right. Hey, to be fair, we, we, there was a very, very good tweet today. Should I, should I say about the funny tweet, Jason, or am I not allowed to dip that low? It involved Millwall. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say someone might have put a tweet out saying, look, if the worst thing happens and we did get relegated, then a certain fan channel would finally go away for the Millwall away game. So, you know, every player has a silver lining. Oh, it, it was funny, to be fair. Um, Jesus, stop. Other podcasts are available. There you go. Yeah, they are, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, then we get the third goal, John. And, I mean, it's a beautiful ball from Mesut Ozil to Aubameyang. Aubameyang does well getting the ball to Pepe. Pepe, lovely pass across to Aubameyang and he does not make a mistake, does he? No, and to be fair, I thought first half he was poor Aubameyang. To be fair, he didn't get a ton of the ball, but I don't think he tried to affect the game in any way. And I know we were struggling to get it forward to him, but second half, the whole team just picked it up and he was running the channel a lot more, working harder. <laughs> and look, he, he keeps getting the goal, so you, you really can't complain about it at all. Um, it's a great finish. He just does the right thing, just the way he gets on it and then just, you know, puts it into the ground because it's one of those difficult ones that can easily spin off or go up, go wide, any of those sort of things. It's great technique. So, uh, yeah, really, really, really pleased. And you could just see the players, the confidence it gave them, that first goal that Martinelli got and the way, you know, G'd the crowd up there, the the way fans who I thought were fantastic tonight, you could really hear them. Um, and, and Pepe following it in with a, absolute wonder goal the whole team just picked up and it's the thing that's been missing in this side is confidence and you could see in that first half they just didn't have any at all there was no belief whatsoever the moment they started scoring goals they played with a bit more zip you could see the passing was quicker it was a lot more one-touch stuff they were trying things they were turning players West Ham went back into their shell I've, I, like Rich said I think it did help us Masuaku coming on for Cresswell because I thought it unleashed Pepe a bit more and you could see like his confidence lifted because I don't think in the first half he's ever going to try that pass to Aubameyang. Or sure. if, if he does try it, I think he just keeps on, you know, he completely fluffs it. Do you know what it reminded me, it reminded me of, okay? It, it, have you ever seen the Popeye cartoons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popeye eating a spinach, all of a sudden, bang, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 like, it, it, it's like those wildlife documentaries. And, you know, you're, you're on the, oh, what's, what's that great plane in Africa? Uh, oh, Serengeti. The Serengeti, when the when the monsoon rains come, and all of a sudden the, the wild, the greenery, the shrubbery pops up. It's unbelievable, you know. And that's what it was like, you know. All of a sudden, you could see the the confidence flowing through us, and we were attacking well. 
Um, I, I don't even actually want to talk about the rest of the game. I thought we managed it well. I thought Xhaka went off with a head injury, slightly concerning. Guendouzi did very well when he came on. He was very disciplined. He he managed the game well. Um, Nelson had a, had a cameo. A bit annoyed with with the with the touch uh, with the linesman. Sorry, sorry, rugby talk again. <laughs> um, with the linesman, he clearly saw Pepe get clipped yeah. and ignored it. That really that really annoyed me. I thought that that was terrible, you know. Um, but you know, we won first win in ten games. And, and it was so nice to see. It was so, you know, I, I genuinely felt as soon as, you know, we, we Martinelli scored, because I think he's a bit of a talisman for us, it's on. And it's, you know, it's on like Donkey Kong. And, and they didn't let us down tonight, did they? Yeah, I was just so pleased with the response because after that first half, I just thought this is going to be just one of those games again. It's going to be dreadful. I thought, you know, West Ham were really... We're poor tonight, let's be honest. They're not a great team at all. And I just thought, if you end up losing 1-0 to West Ham, people kind of joke that after losing to Brighton, we're in relegation form or anything, and everything. But if we'd lost tonight as well, that really is. That's proper crisis mode. And I'm not saying that, you know, this fixes everything and that, oh, well, this is all going to turn it around. We've still got loads of issues. It's quite clear. You can still see them in the game. I mean, even in the second half, they still had a couple of breaks on us. And you could see that the... The team shape was disjointed and we were still too open. A better team maybe would have exploited that. But it, they just need these little moments and these wins in games to pick them up and try and get them to believe in themselves and their ability. Because we know they're talented players. They've got technique. They can pass the ball. They can move. We've got pace in the side. So we just need to bring that belief back into the club and to the players themselves, into their own ability, and just try and take it one game at a time and hopefully, you know, slowly start clawing our way back up the table. Absolutely, absolutely. Corey Austin, the wonderful Corey Austin, is in the box. Um, there was a, I th- in the chat box just now. I thought there was going to be a little bit of friction over a certain fan channel. Uh, look, I, I don't give a monkey's what anybody watches. It's up to you, okay? I don't, I, I, I don't mind anything. I couldn't give a toss again. But the friction, everybody's so happy. The fiction just didn't happen. Everybody just got on with it. It's lovely to see. Chris Ladato. It's wonderful what a win can do, eh? It is, it is. Chris Ladato's in there. Always love watching, watching Chris Ladato. I, I'm, I'm in that sort of mood, Rich, where I don't know whether to shit or get off the pan. Okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We've won and I just can't kind of believe it. I just I'm just kind of thinking, what the hell? You know. We've been so poor recently, and we finally get a bit of pace into that team, okay, in, into the game. And all of a sudden, you know, with the, with the three guys we had up front, we showed what we could do. And some of the movement in the three goals was sensational. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, up until that, that Martinelli's goal, we looked dog shit. We, we did not look like we were going to score in a month of Sundays. Um, but, but after that, it just, the confidence lifted. We, we seemed like a completely, not completely maybe, but a, a very different team. Um, you know, pe- people were actually like, uh, we, we were playing with confidence. It was, it was so weird to see. It was like, you know, watching this team for the past month playing 
so within themselves to then see them, you know, actually making one twos, actually being progressive, actually, you know, turning and running with the ball towards the thing. It was, it was, it was, it was fantastic to see. And hopefully, this is the 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 kickstart that we need. Hopefully, you know, we go on and go on. But our fixtures, I think, are a bit a bit sticky uh, in the next couple of games, aren't they? I I've got to be honest. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? I, you know, I, I'm I'm not being. I get a bit sick of us finding excuses, you know, whether it be as fans or whether it be as a team. You know, we, we know we're in the Premier League. This is where we want to be. We want to be Champions League. And I don't think our players are as um, uh, as bad as uh, as people have made out. I think, you know, there have been a number of um, issues which have brought us to the situation we're in at the moment. And, you know, we've... We've not been great as a coaching team, as a managerial team, or as a playing team. We've been bloody awful, okay? And it's about time people stood up and they actually took responsibility. And they did that tonight. And that was fantastic to see. Um, so it was super califragilistic, XPR sagacious is in the box. I, was, I just like saying it nowadays. I just like saying it to show that I can... To show they can. Oh look, Rich scored rugby ball. Good man. Oh yeah, I have, yeah. Rich, 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 Rich. Uh, oh, any fucking <laughs> excuse to get it out. Mate. Any excuse. Do you know what today is, Jason? Do you know what today is, though, Jace? It's five years since that goal, since that absolute rocket. Do you remember? Oh, oh the beauty with that. Oh, 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 oh. Who knew a Welshman could do that? Unbelievable. I, I love I, I love uh, Sonogo's I love Sonogo's uh, reaction to that goal. <laughs> uh, there was Sonogo and there was Wodge Wodge's in goal. You had Santi Cazola doing the boot spit. Um, uh, uh, it's just superb. It was. That was. I remember that one. That was a big deal. Oscar Arias smashes in another donation. He says, "When can we start calling Martinelli?" Baby R9. Oh, no, no, let's leave, let's, no, let's leave it, leave it alone, leave it alone. He's got to get that terrible little haircut. Do you remember when Ronaldo had that, that thing where he shaved all his head and he just had that one little wedge of hair at the front? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, You've got to be seriously good at football to pull that off. <laughs> to be fair, I, I thought Martinelli tonight, I just thought he was sensational. I just thought everything about him was, it screamed quality and effort and, He's my man of the match by a mile. I've got to be honest with you. Um, nobody else comes comes close to him. And I thought Chambers and Leno did very well tonight. I thought Socrates was solid. Um, I thought the midfield. Thought Pepe was was very like grew into the game and got much better in the second half. You could see his confidence went through he, the roof. He, he started to look like a player. To be fair to him, you know. My, yeah. my, my favourite bits of that game is when he got subbed off. Oh. And Freddie mm, was yeah. him and he stopped him and had a proper chat with him on the sideline and, we, and he was smiling and everything. And you could see how important it was for Jungberg to get across how happy he was with him and his performance. Because he really he clear he's that sort of player, he obviously needs that. It was a beautiful smile, wasn't it? It was just a beautiful smile to see. It was just something we just thought, oh, it, it's so nice to see after what we've been through recently. Mm. As a fan base, as they must have been through as a team. You know, it's just fantastic. Um, quick, 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 quick one. 
There's 300 of you watching, and I get 109 likes. Are you taking that mickey? Seriously. Grow up, tap the like button, and be the people you should be in life. Stop being on I am restart being Arsene Wenger 2004. Or fucking Freddie Lundberg, December the 9th onwards. I, 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 come on. Bloody 109 likes. That's fucking pathetic. Oh, right, so let's go into questions, is it? John, seriously, how many questions have you put in this box? <clears throat> that's that's all the questions I've had, Jason. Don't look, don't moan at me. If you want to have a pop at the chat box for likes, have a pop at them for questions. They're so happy they don't. They've got nothing to ask. Normally, so every we, week, which player should we sack? You know, which one should we burn <laughs> outside the stadium? You know, how many times should we, you know, chase after Stan Kroenke or anything? No, I got, got complaints. <laughs> I've got to be honest, okay. The last couple of months has left me emotionally. <laughs> exhausted, okay. Seriously, okay. I, I, I haven't even been asked to bloody. If I could get a podcast, I will. At the moment. I really will, okay. It, it's just been that hard. But, uh, uh, but yeah, chat box. If you do have questions, please put them in the box. I've, I've grabbed a uh, grabbed a few already. I've got the one from Joe Medina there. So, right, okay, let's get into questions then. Um, Rich, we're gonna start off with you, pal, okay. Um, and PA, oh, we've done that one. John Bernstein asks, what is better, Xhaka's willingness to cover going backwards or Gwen Doozy's energy going forward? I feel like we can only pick one right now. Um, uh, 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 I would say probably Gwen Doozy's thing going forward because going backwards is one of Xhaka's worst traits. Um, Xhaka does have a place in the team. Uh, I, 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 I personally would like to see uh, Xhaka as part of a, a three-man midfield with like him on the left-hand side with Torreira behind him, kind of shielding him so that he doesn't get exposed and he's, he's not having to, to run backwards and that he's got an out ball. Because uh, there was like a couple of times, and I don't know if it was because of it was after he got he got twatted in the face with the ball, and he, he he did like a couple of like brainless passes that like put us in trouble. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's it's a if it's a difficult one because it's like I said, uh, Xhaka being the the last man is not what you want. He's not mobile enough. He's not athletic enough. Um, but Gwenduzi still is in the infant stages of his career. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it, to, to me, I know this might be a cop-out, but it's a bit of a toss-up, to be fair. I, I couldn't really put a, put a, a, a real, you know, it, it, it would almost have to be horses for courses. I think if, you're, if, you, if you want someone to, to drive the game forward by getting the ball and, 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 and running forward, then, you know, you'd, you'd be picking... You'd be picking um, uh, Guendouzi, you know, like with things like he did against uh, is it Aston Villa, where he kind of took the game by the scruff, scruff of the neck, you know, burst forward, and, and he, he did really well in things like that. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a cop out. Really, I can't really answer that. I would hedge in toward Guendouzi, but it's fifty-fifty. Fair enough, fair enough, man. 
Um, Jolly Boy, Archie asks, what do you make of Rafa Benitez's comments on he can coach the team? He said it's all about balance and being compact while letting the front three attack. Um, he's a very good coach. I would say that you would go back to more pragmatic football. Um, I think that's also a plea of, please get me out of China. It's a terrible league, although the money's great. I don't really want to be there. I'd love to coach in the Premier League again, to be perfectly honest. Would I take him? <sighs> He's a, in theory, a safer pair of hands than Freddie is and someone the player should respect. Um, I know some fans don't like him, but he's a bloke who's won just about everything. Uh, so, yeah, I'd maybe take him for a season. I wouldn't want him long-term, though. Mm, it, it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? it, is, it is Especially after Freddie's just won a game. I'm kind of like, well, Freddie can do it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Obviously, it's one match against West Ham. I'm not a complete idiot, but, you know, um, I think it's a more time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of an idiot, but I'm not. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Join the club. Join the club. Um, I'll answer the, the next one. Oscar Arias from when he donated, and he says, Should Freddie stick with this lineup versus City? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Oscar. I would make a change. Um, obviously, he's going to have to change the wing backs now, uh, the full backs, sorry. So you, you will we'll be going with either AMN or Chambers. I, I, if I was him, I'd stick with AMN and Collar, and I would play Chambers and Luis together to give you that passing range coming out. Because as much as I thought Socrates and Chambers did very well today, I think West Ham pony, and that had a bit to do with it. Um, the goal, you know, that's down to us not marking the zone properly. Um, and, and a lack of belief. You know, people weren't checking their bodies in the in the lineup, so you can't knock Socrates or Chambers for that at all. But but Socrates on the ball is awful. He's rubbish on the ball. And if you're going to beat City, you've got to play. And that's the that's the one thing I'd change. Um, so there, yeah, that's that's my answer on that. Rich Joe Madeira asks, why now for Lacazette? Where now? Yeah. Uh, where now would be home games? Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd play maybe play him in the home games or as an alternative uh, to Oba if you wanted to give Abamyang a rest and stuff like that. Because um, Abamyang's in amazing form at the minute and playing the two of them together as much as they're really good mates and stuff like that, I don't think they're a great partnership. Not really. They don't. I don't think they 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 gel well. Um, uh, yeah, they have slightly different aspects to their game, but they they don't they, they don't link up well. One of them's not a, a target. Neither of them are a target man. Not really. Yes, Lacazette holds it up a little bit better, but then then neither are, are target men. Uh, but I, I I would have him as uh, as an alternative to Abamyang. Um, you know, if if you are if you don't say if you wanted to rest Abamyang, if you wanted to, if you was chasing a game and you needed to, to throw on a, a, a second striker and stuff like that, uh, I, I would use Abamyang. Uh, I would use Lacazette in 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 that aspect because I think <clears throat> with the way we're looking to play, with pace breaking on a, on a, on a kind of counter, 
I think that that front three of of Aubameyang, Martinelli, and Pepe really gives you an outlet, which Lacazette doesn't, especially away from home. If that makes any sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so yeah, I would kind of it. Yeah, I I know I know what the 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 guys getting at in the sense of, you know, you've got this near fifty odd million second striker. Um, but it's it's not worked trying to fit a Bamiyang and Lacazette as a front pair. It doesn't. It for me, it doesn't work. So I think it's it's going to have to be one or the other. And at this present moment in time, a Bamiyang is scoring the goals. Fair comment. Fair comment, mate. John Pete Colson asks: There's an old Bavarian saying regarding German players players that translates to. When Bayern start knocking, they'll soon be off for something. Um, have we any hope of keeping hold of Herr Leno? Uh, in reality, no. Probably not. Um, it's very difficult. If Bayern Munich come in for, a, in particular, a German player, it's really hard to keep hold of them. So, £150 million release clause. Yeah, as, as long as we either stick in a big release clause or put his value up uh, to a ridiculous height. That's, that's, that's all you can do. Um, but it's very hard. You can't really say no to a club like Bayern. It's tough. Although at the moment, you'd rather be playing for Glad Black. <laughs> Fuck you, Bayern. Sorry. Just get that one in there. Really? Really? Wait, Gladbach and Inter are loving it this season. Arsenal garbage. But <laughs> Although it's, except for tonight, it's been great. But yeah, it was a good weekend all round for my clubs. Happy days. Happy days. The first time I've said that. To yeah, me. in a long time. Um, I'll take the next one. I'm going to put two um, questions in one. Joe Madeira, in 1993, asks, should Guendouzi remain dropped? And Marcus Hodges asks, what's our best midfield? To me, Guendouzi stays on the bench at the moment. No ifs or buts. I think 4-2-3-1 is our best setup. Utilising... Um, attacking players we've got and I think the best partnership is Xhaka and Torreira you know you have to play them as, as John was alluding to earlier on you have to play them on the right side to get the best out of them but you know Guendouzi's a talented talented player I've got a lot of time for him but I think he's been used badly and I think he's been massively overhyped by people he doesn't give you a massive man going forward. You know, in fact, when you look at his end product, it's 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 not great, okay, going forward. He gives him just as bad going backwards. Yeah, he's got a great skill set on him. He's got great willingness. He, he's shown he's learning. So, you know, let's bring him in gently. Let's ease him back into the team. Let's let's develop the player. Because I think he's kind of been, he's another one who's been hung out to dry under the uh, uh, Emery. Um, and um, his leadership, and and that's not good. And, and, and a lack of honesty has been applied to his performances as well, you know. Uh, earlier on, we spoke about Wenduzi, and the Villa game was mentioned, and the great goal he gets an assist for. We're not mentioning the goal he's responsible for, which he just watches the ball go past. You know, this this is, he's a young player, he's got a lot of time to develop. For me, at the moment, the squad we've got, Jacques and Torreira in a two-man midfield, 4-2-3-1. Uh, 
there you go. Rich Gabriel Gamal Kaufman asks, would you sell Lacazette or Alba if it meant funding a proper centre back in January? Ooh. Mm. Laka, yes. Abamyang depends on how much you're gonna get for him. Uh, yeah, is 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 my answer to that question because I think it's it's just it's kind of almost it's not really sustainable to have a a, a player of the caliber of Lacazette and the the wages and the money that he cost to kind of be on the bench. Um, yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, he would be, you know, a per, you know, a perfect replacement because. You know for a fact that as soon as we uh, bloody, uh, if we ever did sell him, Abamian's going to bloody, I don't know, go down with some illness or some injury and something like that. And then we'll, we'll be stuffed up front. And then everybody will be like, that stupid hairy Egyptian said that he'd sell Lacazette. So, you know, that's me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's. it's it, yeah, I, I would. I would. If the right money came in, I would. I would. I would probably sell Lacazette because I think the the job that Abamyang is doing is is better than what Lacazette brings. If that makes any sense, kind of thing. No. Not that Lacazette is a bad player. I, I really like Lacazette. Um, you know, I'd love for them to them to oh, be a fantastic part of. Yeah. <laughs> We all have different opinions on this, you know, and and you know, I don't think it's a right or a wrong thing, and and so it's just a case of it'll pan out or it pans out. We can just be honest in the way we see it. Um, John Formi Noza asks: the choices are between Marcelino or Kovac. Which one should we take? <laughs> uh, my answer is neither. Um... Christ, if I had to take one, uh, if I was forced to, I'd take Marcelino, but I don't particularly want either, to be honest. And that's not necessarily, I mean, Kovac I know more about, and I'm not impressed. He flopped horribly at Bayern, uh, and I get it's an ageing squad and everything else, and the league is constantly getting faster and faster over there. It's wild, like yeah, watching football so much. But, take the last yeah, but it's still not good enough for Bayern Munich. It doesn't matter. You've, you've got to do better in Europe. And they were pony. They were properly bad. And they weren't that great in the league either, to be fair. Um, Marcelino, I know less about. By all accounts, he's quite well regarded in Spain. I have worries about his language barrier. Um, I don't know if he speaks English or not. I think there's better choices than those two. But look, that, this is me saying it with, I don't know that much about Marcelino, to be perfectly honest. And he, he may be the perfect fit for the job. I, I just don't know enough about Spanish football. I don't watch enough. Okay. Um, I w- would like to point out there's a massive... Um, uh, what, what, how would we describe it? Fraudster? Um, Match-fixing inquiry going on at the moment? People being charged? Under Herrera, etc.? Hmm. Shit league, shit clubs, shit players. There you go. Um, Mr. Epic asks, oh no, no, sorry, Jonas Segtenberg asks, am I, st- am I still completely blind or is Ozil slowing down our attack? I get he's great at unlocking the tight defence, 
but we really need some urgency in our attack as well. Um, Jonas, I mean, you know, for most of the game tonight, you're right. You are. Um, but he does have that ability to speed it up when he's got good movement. I think, you know, we saw at one um, point it's a throw-in and Sky's playing statues. Our movement's been poor all season, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what we expect. We're having this trouble all over the park. It's not just at Ozil. It's not just one player making mistakes. It's gone through the team. It's uh, it's it's like a bug going through the office. Everybody gets the shits. And that's where we're at at the moment, unfortunately. Um, yeah, you know, he needs to man up. No ifs, no buts. But as a, as a team, as a club, we do. Um, I think that's just the way it is at the moment. Uh, Rich Kenneth, uh, Carl Kenneth Halstrom asks, what do you expect on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Uh, who we play? City. C- City. Well, I, I, them coming off the back of a, a Manchester United defeat. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, I, th- I think if we, if we are as passive off the ball as we have been and we play the same... I, I, the same midfield, as in like just have just Torreira and Jacket in on their Todd. I think we'll get absolutely humped. Um, we are gonna need to work a hell of a lot harder off the ball if we're gonna get anything out of that game. Um, hopefully, you know it's the it's we're on the up <laughs> after our after beating West Ham. And they're they're on a on a down swoop of uh, of form and confidence, but um, yeah, to say to say that I'll I'll, I'll I'll be watching the game behind you know like this is you know watching from the end of the sofa, bro. It's the best place. Yeah, hey, Richard, we're gonna have three points Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. No messing about the three points coming up. Watch it. Watch this space. Jason is but, talking about Ammonford, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, no, I'm serious. We're gonna beat City. I think that they're in the same place as we are. Okay? Do, do you I, think we'd have to make any changes to beat City? No, um, I play Luis instead of Socrates. That's all I do. I'd drop Ozil. So would I, yeah. Maybe, maybe so, but you know, you can always bring players off the bench as well, can't you? Mm. you know, I would, I would... I would drop Ozil and put a, a, a third midfielder yeah. in there. Someone with energy. Whether it's a Gwenduzi, I, I think I'd go Gwenduzi over Willock, maybe. Yeah, so If you're looking at it all honestly, okay, I know. Willock's giving you two really bad performances on the trot, okay? How are you going? Do you have a good one? So, I hope, I hope you're right because the kid is great. Is, he, I, I love that kid. I think he's great. When Doozy doesn't offer you anything going forwards, nothing that's going to going backwards. I, 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 don't... I, I think we're not we're not going to be in possession of the ball. Mm. We're not going to be in possession of the ball. So I think if you if you have Torreira in that middle and you you flank either side of of them with Xhaka on the left, Guendouzi on the right, leave Martinelli, Alba, and Pepe even. To play off the shoulders, off the uh, of the the city back four, and then you'll you'll have Louise, or even let's like, say you quickly uh, give it to Xhaka and try and knock balls over over the top and have them 
use their pace and use their attributes. I think that's the only kind of way we're going to win. We're not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a game for Ozil in the sense of we're not going to be controlling the possession. We're not going to have the ball. And Ozil, he, he shocked me tonight up until the goal. He looked really, really lethargic. I know he has that normal language style. Yeah. Yeah, but he looked, he looked really weak and slow. Honestly, so did everyone. I, I've got to be honest. Other than Chambers, other than Martinelli, other than Leno, they were all the same. I thought they were. I thought it was embarrassing. The performances all round. I thought. I thought Aubameyang was awful. You know, Pepe was exempt from that. To be fair, yeah, Pepe is exempt. We wait and see. But I think if you're going to beat City, you got to go and play them, and you got to go there with a positive attitude. You know, there's. <sighs> Enough with the bullshit. Enough with doing us down. Let's go out there with a bit of confidence. These are good players. Yes, we've had a tough time, but they can do it. But from Freddy through, we need to be brave. Um, right, let's run through these quick questions quickly then. Um, John, would you take Vieira on a one-year deal? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Very simple. Yeah, no, I've got to be honest here. I, I wouldn't either. That's from Tom's from Norway. I wouldn't either, Tom. I would, really wouldn't. Uh, I'll answer this one. Um, David Corklett asks, if Freddie goes on a good run over Christmas, do we stick with him or should we appoint a new manager regardless? New manager, mate. Um, I think we need a bit more experience on Freddie at the moment. But having said that, you know, he... he this is football. You just don't know. You know, we just don't know. Let's see how he gets on and go from there. And the final question of the night, guys, okay. Rogers 86 uh, sign asks, one player in January, who? So come on, one player in January. And it can be anyone then. Do you want a more realistic one? Okay, let's do realistic then. Okay, um, I would say either Frank Kessie or Thomas Partey. Okay, Rich? Yeah, the, the Thomas Partey. Decore for me. Mm. Um, I think he gives you that, that physicality you need. Yeah, that's that's why I said Kessie yeah, or Partey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, and, and it's knowing the Premier League as well. Um, boom, boom, boom. Right, okay, that's it for tonight. Um, we've been going long enough now. I wouldn't turn. Uh, it, it, it's been strange. Um, we've won. <laughs> I'm still feeling a bit off. <laughs> I am, um, you know, the game was so poor. Every so night there's a radio show coming. I just like oh, I'm going to be in such a shit mood. It's going to be so bad because it has been like this for weeks. And then I'm like, I think to myself, I go, that's all right. I'm going to be with Jason. Rich is joining us tonight, and we'll have a bit of a joke and we'll laugh about it. And we'll cheer each other up, and the chat box always joins in, and we kind of laugh at ourselves. And then we go and win, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. I just not you. Oh, it's just bizarre. A couple of seasons ago, winning games, I was like, yep, I know exactly what I've got to talk about. This is fine. <laughs> now, it's, like, it's gone out of the window. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you know what makes me laugh? Okay, Jonas Segtanberg's just put in the box here. Question to Thomas from Norway. Are you really happy with that answer? Or are you crying in the fetal position right now? <laughs> That's what it's felt like doing um, the show sometimes, okay? It really has felt like that. Even You know when you're doing your notes, and my notes are all here, and it's like... 
I just can't even be asked to ask half the questions. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's been that demoralising. And, you know, and you just think, and think when Martinelli scored, a, I, I, I don't want to talk about print tweets out, but we're going to go and effing win this now, we're put out, didn't it, you know? And it's like, all of a sudden, there's people retweet, you know, like, you, know, you just think, it's self-belief coming, yeah? <laughs> and then the second goes in and you just think, oh, that's magic. But I mean, my, uh, my timeline was just a stream of extremely confused people all saying, "What? what is this bizarre sensation that's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's been, it's been, um, I don't know. It, it's, it was nice to see us bring a bit of positivity there. I know it didn't last that long, but you've got to start somewhere. I'm not. Um, just, just before we go, uh, Mr. Epic, and I think he's new to the chat, uh, was asking, are we on on Thursday? Yes, I'm not on on Thursday, but. Uh, well, I said he was on Thursday now. Yeah, we're going to find out. But Mr. Epic and anyone else new listening, we are on live after every single game, uh, five minutes after every game uh, finishes, all season long. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. So, yeah, we're always here. Maybe a different lineup, but there's always someone here to talk Arsenal and get you through it. Yeah, and we will again get. We've done that. It's two years now, is it? Two years of every single game, yeah. Every single game for two years. This year again, we'll do every single game, even if it's just one of us talking bollocks. We will <laughs> do it, okay? Um, on Thursday, you will have Josh Ellis and Danny the GFP. So that's a lineup to look forward to, to be fair. Um, and Danny. Um, boom, boom, that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you ever so much, Chatbox. You've been really, really interesting. You've been a lot of fun tonight, and I have 134 likes. So you are all excused from being assholes. You are all Arsene Wenger Invincibles or Freddie Bloomberg, the 9th of December 2012, his first Premier League win. Remember that date. You just said 2012. What's the matter with you? Oh, fuck, I'm talking about <laughs> you, you, You've known this for years, 2019. And- Ninth the twelfth. I don't know what I'm on about. Um, yeah, look, no, yeah, the chat box has been fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. So currently out, we have Steve's tribute pod. Um, yeah, like I said, being the season, this the whole season is just dedicated to Steve and John Mel. Now, um, you know, we miss these guys a lot. Uh, it's it, it's strange when you meet people via social media and you become so friendly with them in such a quick space of time. And then when they go and they leave a massive gap in your life and ABW is a, it's an organic thing. It's a friendship between the lot of us. And so the Steve pod is just our tribute to him as a friend who will, you know, will always be remembered and will always hold a place in our hearts. Um, I don't know what the hell Danny's doing for this, Pod this week because you know who knows. Danny don't know what the hell he's doing most of the time. But that's it for tonight. So chat box, you are magnificent. Thank you ever so much. Massive shout outs to Michael Harneman, J Rob, Arian Hadari, aka Julian Nagelsman, Gunner 93, Oscar Arias, Chris Ladato, Gabriel Gilmile Kaufman, Ed Loud. Matt Sanasi, Oscar Arias again, because he's so good he did it twice. Um, 
Thank you for the donations, guys. If you're listening on any other platform, if you want to be part of the chat box, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Like the um, uh, what 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 do we call it? Click the oh. subscribe button, click Stop the it. bell icon, and you will be notified every time we go live. And thank you very much to our new listener, Mister Epic, who apparently, I'm sure he said he's in Almondford. Mister Epic. <laughs> What's that? I don't know what that is. We're getting, we're getting. Yeah, Jason put his phone in the thing. There we go. Sorry, Mr. Epic's Armandford, is he? I'm sure he said that. Oh, here we go. Now we've got to stay on longer because Jason's yeah, got to stay on longer. We're all in there. Mr. Epic, thank you for the donation, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm off. That's it. Such a shit off, Jess. I've had enough today. Oh, before you go, thank you, Rich, and thank you, John. You weren't that great, so that's all you get as a thank you. I don't want you anything from <laughs> As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.